0: to save by the Spell. My name is Marcella and I am your host. This is the second episode and we are talking today about empathy, what it means to be an empath, some survival tips and things to be aware of. What does it mean to be an empath? Well, when you're an empath, you are highly sensitive, so much so to the point that it can feel quite overwhelming to be out in the world emotionally. Have you been ever told you were uh, overly sensitive and maybe a drama queen? I know I have at different times because I didn't understand how my sensitivity was affecting me. And when I discovered that, I was like, oh, you're actually you're empathic. You have this really high acute awareness of what is happening in the environment around you, especially on an emotional level. It all made sense. (laughs) Now, what does it mean to be an empath? I, you know, the thing that I get most about being an empath is my ability to really tune in. To others or the environment around me and I start to feel, no matter what I feel like, regardless, I start to pick up the emotions or the energy of the room or the space around me. So even if people are not talking or visibly showing their emotions, I can get an idea of what's going on. It can be sometimes feelings of intense grief or sadness or happiness and joy, really. it's it's something that I can truly say when I connect with people. I, I feel you. I really do feel you. And I think that's one of the real bonuses and gifts of being an empath, no matter what others might say. Now, when you're an empath, you really have to be mindful of the relationships and connections you develop because oftentimes people don't will gravitate towards you and they don't know why and a lot of it is because you can pick up the slack of their emotions. So, you know, do you ever find yourself in a position of being the person that strangers will talk to or anybody else will just talk to you and tell you, dump and unload what they are holding onto to you? Well, chances are if you are, you are empathic. And it can be quite overwhelming because you have to learn How to deal with it, especially as an empath, you're not typically going to shut people out and cut them off unless you go into hermit mode and really hide out, which can be not so good on your social life, you know, especially when you're trying to connect because it's not just the bad stuff you feel, you feel the good stuff too. I'm going to talk about some tips and I also, you know, give you some helpful ideas around empathy and and how to manage it because I Did not have anyone to talk to about it, and I think it's important as an empath Growing up was really hard for me and let me just share with you a couple of things I you know self-medicated a lot of times because it was so overwhelming which led to some really painful experiences you know over inflated feelings and emotions that really harmed my physical health by uh, escapism through drugs and alcohol, which, you know, ultimately, um, you know, I was able to break free of, but it was it was a very hard learning experience. So I'd love to give you those tips. Let me just, uh, let's kind of open up here in my list. Okay, so we'll just run through these, and if any of these sound like they're helpful for you, just take a note of it. Okay, do you feel like you're an emotional dumpster for friends, family, co-workers, strangers, and everyone around you? Try a salt bath. (laughs) Clear all that energy and soothe your soul. Salt bath or salt scrub are all really helpful as well as smudging. You can sage uh, or palo santo your space and yourself, that definitely helps. Also. You know, hiding out is, you know, happens, or sometimes you have to run away to a quiet space. It's okay. You might want to make sure that you're getting enough alone time if you're feeling overstimulated and overwhelmed. Also, Make sure that you keep it in balance. Being cooped up for too long, worrying about who said what and getting, you know, sucked into your computer screen or your phones can really deplete and drain your chi and vitamin D. Get outside and get back into nature. I can't stress enough the importance of also having a healthy diet. A lot of times we you know, trying to keep up with the world around us. We might be binging on coffee or sugar or finding ways to eat our feelings just to kind of soothe what we need. But I swear you will feel so much better if you start to eat more organically and really just drink more water. Water is so purifying and cleansing. Imagine that that water is just really clearing you out and be grateful for it. Also root vegetables, anything that comes from the earth, really really helps, okay? Sometimes thinking your food, I, I love to thank my food, that's another way of dealing with um, empathy because when we are putting that love and intentions in, in blessing our food, can really shift uh, what we're taking in internally. Essential oils are another way, like smells are a really powerful way to bring some calm, some peace. I love lavender, it helps me really relax and just feel fresh, that's one way, or any kind of uh, peppermint or eucalyptus, something that really is clearing for your emotional energy on a aromatherapy level. Do not take it internally. Okay, the other thing is get to some healthy supportive relationships and community. A lot of times depression, low self-esteem as an empath, you know, you might have it, but ask yourself where are you picking it up from somewhere because if you felt fine before and then all of a sudden you feel like crap, you might want to check your environment. Leave the pity parties and the toxic friends and unhealthy groups behind. You know, turn up your energy by participating in meetups, classes, activities that fuel your interests, your hobbies and they nurture your soul. Or are you hosting your own pity party with your own pity party hat? Uh, Try helping someone else to forget about the self-importance trap. I really highly recommend volunteering or, you know, signing up for a SAVO, which is also another way of volunteering at a local organization that needs an extra hand. In L.A., there's a few that I really love. I love Under the Bridges um, and on the streets. It's a... Feeding the Homeless Organization. It is uh, just a bunch of beautiful people. I highly recommend checking them out. I also love the Downtown Women's Shelter and uh, the Venice Arts uh, Organization, which is like a kids' arts organization. They deal with film, photography, and mixed media classes for underprivileged youth. Get out of your own way and remember to go help others. That will definitely help you get out of feeling bad. Also, back to uh, you know, healthy diet and things. It, like a lot of times, I use I find that like if I'm really stressed out and taking on too much empathy, like uh, empath- empathically, um, I start to carry extra weight or feel bloated in my body. Really, exercise, getting dancing, stretching, uh, going for a walk—anything that helps you get a little regular exercise is going to be super helpful in releasing what um, you've been picking up like a sponge. Also, there is a lot of us out there now that we're getting really radical in, the, in our communities and internationally, internationally. You know, when you're signing up for every radical political campaign online and you're feeling inundated by the tragedies and the injustices of the world and you're getting involved in protests and you're doing all this stuff and then all of a sudden you find, oh my God, I'm majorly depressed about all the people, the places and the things that I can't help. We can go into a place, a dark place, and um, especially when we feel like we can't do anything. It's really frustrating. Remember to laugh. Remember to bring laughter back into your life and joy. Remember to balance the world by sharing your smile, telling a joke, and sharing happiness with others around you, not just the frustration. Laughter is contagious, and it is an amazing way to uplift the world and yourself. Also, do not ignore any mysterious ailments. See your physicians, your doctors, your healers. Working through times um, of having a cold or sickness, or you're feeling under the weather, but you have to because someone might need you, is a recipe for trouble. It's very important to take care care of yourself, ignoring your self-care is a big no-no for your survival as an empath. Many times, health issues for an empath can be psychosomatic and go away once a little nurturing um, self-care happens. You know, again, don't not go see uh, an expert, you know, if that's the case, if it goes on for a while, but really, it, as an empath, we a lot of times we do create sickness um, to give us some distance around other. So there are my list of little helpful tools. I'm now going to answer a couple of questions. Let's see these questions here that have come in. I have to find them. <laughs> okay, great. There's only a couple. So, David from Whittier writes, Why do certain people overwhelm me more than others? Well David, I, there's a couple of reasons. Some people are just have a stronger vibe, stronger output than others. I or, you know, the other thing is you could be not fully prepared or have enough energy to be dealing with some people. You know, if if you're not prepared to go out into the world and feel you know, safe or feel you know, feel um, protected, you might feel vulnerable and be overwhelmed. A little visualization that I highly recommend is uh, surrounding yourself with a beautiful like uh, rose-colored light. Why choose rose is because it still allows you a protective shield but it's got the warmth and compassion. So you can still be there and be visible but you're not blocking yourself out completely or shutting people out because that's the one thing too, empaths can be feel like hot and cold sometimes to people, like you're all there, you're all loving, you're all welcoming, but then when you've had too much, you're like, "Uh uh-uh, the bridge is closed, shut down, no, no, you've reached your limit. Because most people are not going to know your limit until you give it to them. So if you do this gentle practice of building this pink light around you, this can definitely help and um, communicate your needs so people don't feel shut out. I know I've done that to people where I've been there, 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 and then completely gone ice cold on them because I felt just depleted and drained, and I didn't know the proper tools to deal with or recognize what was happening. So try this. Try the pink rose-colored light and see how that helps you. I hope that um, it gives you a little bit of um, space between the intensity and and also allows you to get closer to people and feel like your boundaries are being respected. Okay, Christy from Miami. Uh, she says, Hi, Marcella, I am an empath to the nth degree. When I hear or see anything about animal suffering, I feel it deeply. And it sends me on a downward spiral of feeling intense grief, powerlessness and shame. I do ho'oponopono over and over to all the animals to get myself out of it. I feel I need to make peace with the way the world treats animals and accept that is within their individual karma to go through that suffering. Something I can easily rationalize with humans, but not with animals. Any tips or advice? Well, let me say, Christy, I think you are on the right track. For those of you who don't know ho'oponopono, it is the Hawaiian healing prayer. It means, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. To work in this way, to connect to prayer, to connect to true empathy, and to send and radiate this energy back out into the world of forgiveness, I'm sorry, thank you, gratitude, and I love you. That is a beautiful way to begin helping you and others understand and have respect for the animals and for yourself. I think you're doing great. I th- will continue to do the prayer that you've said and I would also try to limit like if you are on Facebook and people are posting abused animal photos one after another after another and you can't take it hide the news feed. I mean it, it, we're not trying to be ignorant we're not trying to pretend that these things are not happening, but you have to put limits on what you're allowing yourself. We get inundated with information on our phones, on our computers. Um, it's very, it's so instant right now. Television everywhere. Um, billboards, everything. It's like nothing is safe. Everything is pushed in front of you. And, um, I think it's up to you to set those restrictions on, on how much you can handle and how much you can take in. And do the forgiveness prayer. You know, send love and light to those animals. Send healing uh, as you can. I hope that helps. Christy, thank you for your questions. So, um, I'm sure this affects a lot of people. And I know that it would be helpful to hear them hear about the Ho uh, Ho'oponopono prayer as well. Empath versus Narcissist. Let's see, Jenny, (laughs) okay. Jenny from Brooklyn writes, I feel I'm an empath and I've been involved with a narcissist. I feel extremely upset that I can't get this person to see their ways and to stop hurting others, but I feel like I narrowly escaped. Any advice for disconnecting from narcissists or how to just stay away from them in general? Okay, my dear. This is a classic situation for empaths. A lot of times empaths get involved with narcissists, and you see there's articles all over the internet these days. I've actually seen a bunch of articles posted in the last two weeks about the toxic attraction, you know, between the two types of personalities and how destructive they can be. Let's see this, you know. um, Narcissists are, you know, energy vampires they're you know they can take 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 and they can give you little bits of um, breadcrumbs to feel good and it's like the empath's dream to be validated and understood and the, the narcissist will give it to you for a while until they just don't want it anymore they find someone else or you know they don't like um the you know it's just it, there's so many things with this and and there's so many articles out there that I don't want to get into it because I feel like you can find this stuff online but I will say this. I, don't fall into the trap of being a martyr or victimhood. A lot of times the narcissist will never be pleased, and it will make you feel like shit. <laughs> The narcissists will turn everything around on you and blame you for their suffering, their problems. And, you know, for a while you might believe it. But you know what? We cannot, as empaths, have any more projects. I think it's up to you as the empath to decide that you need someone who can value and appreciate your gifts your time, the space that you've held for the narcissist, because the narcissist ultimately is an empath, just a really, really wounded one, a wounded one that never worked it out, okay? So they became a narcissist. That, I mean, there are essentially all empaths at heart. And you don't want to fall into the trap of becoming a narcissist because you're so wounded now that all you can do is self-obsess about this person or what how it's affecting you and blah 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 blah. You cannot let your self-worth be um, determined or or you know valued by the narcissist. It's just not. Uh, I don't want you to stick around waiting for them to validate you. So my dear in Brooklyn. Get your East Coast girl on and tell that idiot to kick it. Go kick rocks, dude. You are so much more capable of doing everything you need for your heart to validate it than that person could even give you a sliver of. You... Have to remember to to who you are. You have to remember to love yourself. You have to remember to surround yourself with people that appreciate you, that are worthy of your time, your efforts, someone that can um, truly, deeply give you what you need and the space that you need. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a common theme, you know, especially this day and age as we become more in tune with ourselves and we the attraction, the, uh, you know, you might want to ask yourself too, is is this the replaying of a parent-child relationship as well? Just get to the bottom of your healing, but let that narcissist go. Not worth your time. Something I'm going to talk uh, about uh, soon is about how to call in the right partner and how important it is to call in an equal match and a balance because there's a lot of people out there especially um empaths that you find yourself as a a light for the walking wounded and what happens is you end up attracting people that are um wounded because you can give them space for healing or you can actually understand so what you need is not that you know and everyone's wounded to some degree but you have to not get get uh reliant on just being in relationships like that long term because ultimately you won't find happiness or a healthy partnership okay I hope that is clear I'd like to offer you guys as we close out I'd like to offer you a witch tip of the week commonly found in your kitchen cabinets you can find bay leaves B-A-Y, bay leaves, used in soups, etc. Uh, bay leaves are really great um, kitchen which you can make a wish on your bay leaf. Take a bay leaf, you write your wish on it, and then you burn it. It smells really good. It's a nice little tip for you there. Please stay tuned as it, the upcoming weeks, we're going to be hitting up a few different topics, and I hope to get some interviews on here. Let me know if you have any questions at... Just email me bookmarcella at gmail.com. I think I said it wrong last week, so just remember it's bookmarcella at gmail.com. Follow me at uh savebythespell.com and our Facebook page and Instagram at Savebythespell. I will be putting out a call for questions pretty soon for the next topic and what's to come in the weeks ahead. Thanks so much for listening and have a beautiful